And welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel, joined by Tom Leone, Mikey Dykunzak, back on with us as we get set to break down this past week of hockey. And as you know, we are Devils and Ranger fans here, and the Devils and Rangers renewed the Hudson River rivalry, renewed again first meeting this year, and it was the Rangers who came out on top. And I don't know about you, Mike, but when the Devils scored right away in the third period, I was feeling pretty good. I thought, ah, you know, maybe, maybe we'll be all right. I was excited to have Jack back, who, I mean, what do you know, right on the board right away. But, Tom, we got to give you the floor because ultimately it was your Rangers who not only came out on top, but Mike and I both have the Rangers as our first place team in our power rankings that came out. Uh, so, you know, get, tell us about it. You know, Igor comes out, you know, says what he says about the Devils, you know, not winning the cup, so it doesn't matter. Ultimately, I agree with him. But – you know, how important was it for the Rangers just to kind of expel that demon right off the bat, especially in the rock? I think I think the biggest takeaway, and it's funny, you guys both have number one, I have number two, and after Monday night's showing against the Stars, I kind of want to put him at 10, but that's just the the how I am when it comes to the Rangers. Uh, but to go, to go back to your question, I think the biggest thing, honestly, was seeing Lavalette's system against the Devils. I know they were without Nico, but I don't know if you guys agree with this from, from a hockey standpoint, but it was a lot less of Devils dictating the pace of play and the Rangers hitting them on a counter, and it was more of kind of like just Rangers dominated at this point. Devils had their, you know, their points of domination, but it seemed like a lot more evenly skated game i didn't feel like the devils were circling around the rangers and i think the rangers really did a good job of maintaining the neutral zone which really hampered them like gallant not having a system is why the devils were e easily able to dominate the rangers for large parts of pretty much every game they played because there was no system in place there was no neutral zone system guys like jack hughes if they wanted to be a little more aggressive on the on offense right and their defensive zone were able to break out a lot of odd man rushes the rangers the system laviolette has in place it always gave the devil's fits with washington and i think the rangers played a really really good game and i think the game was closer full honestly I, i'm not discounting the devils i think igor was a little shaky i think both goalies were shaky but i think igor let in some goals he typically wouldn't if he wasn't coming off a week and a half off and i think that credit to the devils getting jack back played well i just think it was really good to see the rangers kind of dominating at a long stretches of those games of that game and the system to me is what really stuck out. I was just happy the devils weren't skating around the Rangers, which is what I saw all of last year. Just the game, every game they played, there were long stretches where it was just devils are going, 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 going. When are they going to score two or three goals? And the Rangers are kind of just taking the pressure. This game felt like the Rangers were putting the pressure on um, a lot more than I saw in the last couple of years. So it was good to see. I'm not taking one win. It's like, oh my God, they're going to, you know, well, no, double in a seven game series. It just, <laughs> it felt obviously, yes. And, and look, you, you bring up a good point. The doubles are without Nico. And while, yeah, you know, Igor, a little shaky, a little rusty coming off of, you know, missing that stretch, Jack's missed about a month. And, you know, for, for that as well, he's a little bit rusty. Yeah. He may not have looked like it to, you know, outside of a devil's fan, but Mike will attest to this. We, we, you know, that's not what we're seeing out of Jack Hughes day in and day out. You know, we're, we're now accustomed to seeing a heart trophy nominee. So yeah, I, I, we definitely understand. You're not, you're not saying that, but I, I do agree with you. I think Laviolette's system is the biggest difference and 
you know, just that structure alone, let alone giving the devil's fits. I think that structure alone has been so beneficial to the younger guys on this team for the Rangers. Uh, it's, it's put the development back on track. I think that's the best way to I put agree. it for the, yeah, like, you know, the, the Lafreniere. Exactly. La, like Lafreniere, Heedle, uh, even Kako to an extent, you know, these guys are, are able to, you know, not not have to do too much on their own. There's not too much decision-making for them. They just go out there, they're playing, they fit their system, they do their job. And, I mean, for Loff, it's paying off. He's been great so far. But, yeah, it's so you know, true. Now, over to the other side, though, the flip side. Mike, let's get your thoughts on the game because I know the sky has been falling in New Jersey, especially in Newark. Um, Jack's back. Nico's been practicing. He's not going to play on Wednesday. But um expect nico back after thanksgiving so you know i i think better days are on the horizon but mike let's let's hear your thoughts because i think we've had now three weeks without hearing from you uh no i i mean when it comes to the devils uh i mean with the game alone the devil's rangers game I, i'm going to give the the rangers their kudos i mean i feel like i've been doing that for the last few weeks especially on this podcast every day like because the rangers are they're they're a good team they're probably one of the most complete teams in the nhl right now they're playing like it you said it uh their new coaching system is definitely benefiting these guys you know tom probably is going to talk about panarin's playing at mvp level right now hard trophy level right now he's unbelievable and and you know just a resurrection of you know obviously the laugh is still young and everything like that but the way that his career is looking to be panning out just from off the season alone just as a little sample size you know his it's promising of what he can do and and what it's and what it's coming out of so uh you know probably the Rangers, you know, they they outplayed the Devils in that third period. Like I, you said at Best Ben, I thought they had a really good chance when they took that go ahead uh, lead, and and uh, the Rangers just capitalized. You know, they're 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 good at that. They're good at coming back in games. They're good at keeping uh, keeping teams around or, or keeping themselves around, and and they ended up taking the win. And uh, um, you know, with, with the Devils, you know, what I'm probably the most disappointed in, and it sucks because VTech plays such a good game until probably the end of the third period. Um, it's just a goaltending for me and the Devils. It's good to have. Jack back. He was around the ice. He was everywhere. We obviously need Nico back. You know, if this team is fully healthy, it, the the better is going to come for them. We saw the beginning stretch of them and how good they could be. Um, it's just a goaltending for me. Uh, they're they're ranked like thirtieth in the league. They have like a minus eight, uh, you know, saves above uh, expected and or minus eight. My apologies. So, um, the goaltending is just it's just not good in, in New Jersey right now. And I feel like last year, you know, it was something that was just good enough to get them over the top of the talent that they had. And now this year, I feel like it's really showing in. in place and and how it can really affect them so um better things are ahead for the devils though i, I think when they get fully healthy and i think they'll be a competitive team i think they will make the playoffs but um you know kudos to the rangers how good they've been and and uh, the devils just got to see how they go when they get healthy yeah and you know you bring up a point uh, about artemi panarin for mvp for heart and uh, you know we've we you and i have talked about jack before the injury went in the heart but uh, Panarin easily has to be in this conversation. How how many goals now has he scored? This guy's been. I think it's, I think it's ten goal. I think he's got like I don't know twenty seven points. He scored in every game. He has scored in every game. Yeah, whether it's an assist or goal. Like, like yeah, except he's been... last Monday night, he his streak ended, but he had multi point games in like six or seven straight or eight. Yeah, straight he's crazy. Panarin's been unbelievable. So Tom, I mean make your case because this guy definitely needs to be at the top of the conversation. I understand McDavid's back, but I mean, he has to be at the top of this conversation right now. My biggest, the reason why I feel like he's, he's 
got to be the top of this conversation is because just look at Mika Zibanejad's stats. Look at Chris Kreider's stats. They're they're having down years, and this team has had their best start since 1994. I mean, the only way that happens is if you have a heart-caliber player playing top of his game, and they were without Igor for five or six games. It's because of Artemi Panarin. It's that second line, him driving the offense, the power play. They lose Adam Fox. They lose one of the best power play quarterbacks in the league, if not, you know, probably like top three easily, right? And the, they don't miss a beat. Why? It's yeah. Give credit to Eric Gustafson. He's been playing great this year on that on that on that low contract. Rangers got to extend him, but it's because Panarin. The the reason why the Rangers have had this hot start is because they're a superstar, like Jack Hughes has done for the Devils in the past, like McDavid does, like Austin Matthews does, or William Nylander does. McKinnon in Colorado has finally stepped up to the plate. Zibanejad's a nice player. Kreider's a nice player. They're not Artemi Panarin caliber. Yeah, they're not batteries. Yes, he is yet to have this type of start with the Rangers. He has, and look at what the Rangers are doing. It, 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 it's always been him, and it's going to be him in the playoffs all the time. If he can continue it this year, you don't want to play the Rangers because at any moment, just like you don't want to play the Devils or the Oilers, I'll name those teams again, those guys can just take over, and it's it's hard to beat teams when that's, when that's the case. This year, I think we're going to see the best Hart Trophy race since we saw Taylor Hall win it when he was going up against Giroux and Kopitar. I, I think that because typically you just have one star just take it over it's been mcdavid will just take it over crosby will just take it over ovechkin will just take it over matthews like one of these guys will just take over the race and run with it i think this year there's been so much especially you know yeah there's some injuries here and there but there's just been so much parity with the superstars in this league it really has been incredible but I just, we are but sorry. I don't, no, before no. you we change the subject here, the one one thing of, about this Ranger Devil matchup again that I want to bring up that was surprising to me from watching the uh, the Devils, their their defense has been it, it, it's not as good as I remember it. Well, being. and the, this looks is what like I was telling. Step slower. I was Hamilton telling you this last week. No business in the defensive zone. Yeah, like they miss. Well, and and Ryan Graves. They lose him. That's a huge one to lose. Damon Severson, they lose. Those are guys that were able to, that were enabling Dougie Hamilton to jump up in the rush. Look at, I mean, with the way the Devils are playing their defense right now, Luke Hughes is partnering with Dougie Hamilton. You cannot have two defensemen that think they're forwards playing on the same pair. You just can't do it. And that's very so true. That's, but that's where you're going to see the issues with Dougie Hamilton. Dougie was playing with, you know, Jonas Siegenthaler or Ryan Graves, you know, Graves was playing with Marino. So Marino, you know, yeah, both Graves and Marino, that was their stay home, shut down best pair defensively last year. Dougie Hamilton didn't have to go up against the best offensive uh, forward lines because, you know, he's sitting out there with Jonas Siegenthaler, good stay home block shot defenseman. Now, all of a sudden, Dougie Hamilton, his role has increased. I understand he's been on the big contract the entire time he's been in New Jersey, but his role has jumped, and that's that's why you're like going to see him. Goal for VC, I know VTech gave up a, a you know a, a basketball like rebound. John Marino was so lazy. I mean, VC just wanted that puck more than Marino. Well, and that's where that's and you him. don't typically see that out of John Marino. That's, no, you don't. It, you don't. You know that is one hundred percent just. Maybe he didn't realize VC was right there, but I, I, I think, don't know. Those plays know, that I didn't, I don't remember seeing last year. And I know I'm nitpicking at this point. Well, but and it's one you, game, you, right? It's, you, you, but you have multiple of those. You don't win as many games as the year before, you know, like 
Well, and that's where, you know, missing, losing Severson is huge. Graves was Marino's defensive partner. Now, all of a sudden, Marino, his role increases, his responsibilities increase. So he has more that he needs to do while he's out there. But I do want to just shift over. I do want to move off of Devils and Rangers because one of the teams that, well, yeah, they they weren't terrible to start the year. They've been absolutely god-awful since the calendar has shifted to November. On November 2nd, the Columbus Blue Jackets beat Tampa Bay. Since then, they lost to Washington, lost in overtime to Florida, lost to Dallas, lost to Detroit, lost in a shootout to the Rangers, lost to the Penguins, lost to the Coyotes, lost again to Washington before losing 5-2 to two to Philadelphia on Sunday. They end up, uh, they're playing at home against Chicago before Thanksgiving to try and get one more win, but... Boy, oh boy, has Columbus been awful. The injuries are piling up. Patrick Line was a healthy scratch the other day. I mean, I think Severson's hurt. Like, what is going on in Columbus? I know this was not a good team. We expected them to be bad, but I don't know. It wasn't this bad. Uh yeah, just talking about like the world is ending for them. It is crazy, Ben. You know, that that list that run. I took a look at it before we got on here because I know it was one of the topics. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> Especially because, you know, the last win that they had, you know, that's pretty significant. It was against a good team. And you're like, okay, like, you know, maybe, you know, tides are a little turning here for Columbus. And, you know, they have the talent, and you know, in order to do that. And then I now the injury bug is hit and they're, they're healthy scratching one of their star players. I, I don't know what's going on in Columbus. I know you're asking, but I really don't have an answer for you it is kind of crazy to see obviously i you know i think in our prediction pod i i didn't have columbus you know being any remotely good as it is no. uh but it, but it, it is just crazy just this, this run that they're on is probably the most negative run i've seen in some time well they started three four and two they are now four eleven and four like it's up there with san jose basically san jose start it's it's kind of up there with the stretch of hockey that's that's how bad it's been well and that's the thing they have they have one more win than the san jose sharks granted you know the the sharks uh do have five less points because of the loser points as well three more loser points for columbus but it has been atrocious in columbus it has been I, i i don't know what it is i mean the Goudreau contract's looking like a nightmare. Does just seems like he went there for the money. He has no business. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Patrick Line is going to get traded. I yeah. think <laughs> again. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I really just think this whole off season heading into the season, it's just a mess over there. They're gonna, they they need some type of serious shakeup from the top and. Um, to, to change anything because those players aren't playing they're they're not they're not in it for the coach they're just like san jose they're just playing for the wrong reasons and their stars are just collecting a paycheck and, well, and you don't want that tough yeah. tough to play like we mentioned it in previous pods tough to go to work happy on a tuesday in columbus when it's the columbus blue jackets first you know the calgary flames like you're not you're not going to get up for it when the situation is what it is so you're going to collect your paycheck and hopefully get traded to a contender when the trade deadline comes around yeah, leading scorer for Columbus right now, Ivan Provorov with 12 points. So they made it, some decent moves. Like they made some decent moves this offseason. I just think the the Babcock situation is just completely derailed. Well, and that's what we were we were talking about that in, in our preview episode about how you know the whole Babcock thing is just so hard to bounce back from. 
But speaking of, you know, Provorov defenseman leading Columbus in points, there's another defenseman leading his team in points. This guy is also the leading the league in points, and that's Quinn Hughes. He has 30 points now on the season. Did, did you guys see this coming? Like, I mean, even if it like a <laughs> month ago, if you had said a Hughes will be leading the league in points, if you told me it was Quinn, I would have t- thought you were crazy. But I mean, we if, if Jack gets on a tear once he's back, right? If he gets back onto the pace he was on before he got hurt, we could very well see Jack and Quinn lead the league in points. Shout out to the Hughes family, baby. No, it's, it, it's, it is seriously it is Devil's awesome. fans. The Devil dream. Devil's the fans. Dream. Devil's fans. Dream. Just have even without Quinn, have to thank Jack's mom and dad. Right? Yeah. You, you, you just have to. Yeah, you got to thank the ping pong ball too, bouncing in a certain direction. Yeah, both times. <laughs> the fact that they were able to get Luke as well, because Luke might be the best player out of that draft. Uh, yeah, it's 100% true, and we all know the Jack situation. If the ping pong ball doesn't scoop up or swing up a certain way, he's wearing Broadway blue, and you guys are with stuck with Capo Caco. So you I know Jack Hughes. We were clapping. Uh, I Can you imagine that, Jack Hughes with Panarin and Savannah Jack? No, I can't. So let's not talk about it because they probably <laughs> would have two cups by now. So let's not. <laughs> well, it took Jack a little bit of time. Eh, but they don't have Igor, so it would have accelerated for Jack. Fair, fair. But yeah, Mike, let's. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, it's okay. I, I mean, I just, it, it's a, exciting for him. It's definitely a big uh, surprise. I'd say, you know, coming into the season, if you said it best, you know, if there was any Hughes that you would think that would be leading the, uh, the league in in points, it would, you would think it would probably be Jack, right? Because and everything is, he was probably on that pace and. Um, and what Quinn is doing over in Vancouver, I mean, they're definitely a team to watch out for. Um, and, and they're very talented, and he just leads the charge. You know, Tom said it best about Adam, Adam Fox for the Rangers about being a, like the, the quarterback for the Rangers. And when he is there, that's what Quinn is for Vancouver, and that's why they're excelling so much this year. So, uh, good for him. And, uh, you know, he definitely deserved that C on his chest that he just got. Um, and uh, it, it's going to go a long way. And I think he'll continue this pace. He looks so good right now. I think like Rick Tockett just energized this whole group, including Quinn Hughes. He I think unlocked Quinn was kind of, them. He 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 really did unlock them, especially Quinn, because Quinn always had this talent, but wasn't the numbers. I mean, granted, a couple of years ago, you know, the numbers backed it up. I mean, he's always been looked at as a premier well, no, defenseman. But I just Patterson think over the last couple, and Hughes have never done this. Never, ever, not to this level, and that's why the Canucks are what they are. I mean, we're talking about hard trophies. I was going to bring this up as well, but but you know, Quinn's right up there. I mean, he has to be. I know defensemen don't get a lot of love in that category, mm-hmm. but uh, what I mean, what's Quinn? What what are the Canucks without Quinn Hughes playing like this? Right, they're probably well, middle of the pack. They're not as good as they are right now, but also uh, it's been impressive to me. Something that you have to point out with Vancouver, I mean, twelve months ago they were talking about blowing it up. <laughs> this is a team that was ready to blow it up. I mean, there were talks of the devils going in and trying to get Quinn Hughes saying Quinn Hughes came out and said, I don't want to be a part of another rebuild here in Vancouver. They and traded Rick Bo Tock- Horvat. Well, that's, <laughs> but in that Bo Horvat trade, you know, the, the pieces that they got back were, I couldn't believe the Islanders sent them over. I mean, yeah, we, sure. you guys heard me go on about that trade. <laughs> I but, remember. Yeah. You know, when it comes to this, though, you know, they talk it sat him down, said, look, this is what we're going to do. This is what we can do with this group. We're not blowing it up. And it's it's paying off for Vancouver. Now, 
there is one last team we need to talk about, and it's really this month they've been the inverse Columbus. They lost their first game of the month, <laughs> while Columbus won their first game of the month. Since then, the Capitals have gotten points in every game since, a six-game point streak. Their one loss came in overtime to Florida. They beat Columbus, they beat New Jersey, they beat the Islanders, they beat Vegas, and then they beat Columbus again. So while, yeah, maybe the competition wasn't too, too great with two games against the Columbus Blue Jackets, they beat the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they were without Jack Hughes in that game, I believe. They did go ahead and beat the New York Islanders 4-1. to one. It wasn't one of those where the Islanders had a lead and blew it. They actually came out and beat them. Uh, they they shut out Vegas. I think that's probably the most impressive one. I know that one was in Washington. Anytime a team's coming west to east, it's tough. But is Washington good? Or is this just a hot stretch for a young team? Hot stretch for a young team, and Charlie Lindgren's been great. You know, the goaltending has been a little hot over the last couple of weeks. I think it's just a hot stretch for for a young team with three players that are having really good weeks. Ovechkin's been playing well. Carlson's been playing well. Kuznetsov's been playing well. They are just – they're playing good hockey right now against inferior opponents given, you know, not who you play, when you play them, right? The Devils with Jack Hughes, without Jack Hughes. Um, yeah, they have an impressive win against Vegas, but – I think it's just a hot streak for a young team with some greasy veterans that are also playing decent. And I think it's going to catch up to them. They'll, they'll, they're going to go six games without a point well, or and that's, they you know, six game losing streak. It's going to happen again. they will be up and down. They'll finish, you know, fifth or sixth in the Metro and, that's, we won't be were, talking about them come February or March. They were brutal to start the year, but they're 9-4-2. and two. Their 15 games played is fewest in the Metro, and they currently sit third in the Metropolitan Division. Who's in second? The Philadelphia Flyers. So, look, And we're I mean, at the Thanksgiving break, man. We we brought up that stat a couple of pods well, ago. What, like, but, like, a, for the Flyers' sake, chance to make here's, the, here's the, the thing with the Flyers, though, is they've played more games than everybody. I mean, the Flyers have 21 points. The Devils have 17, and the Flyers have played two more games. So I, I d- give or take on this one with the amount of games played being so different for everybody right now. Uh, the Flyers have played a lot more. Washington's played a lot less. But, you know, Mike, let's get your thoughts on Washington because I, Tom doesn't think they're good. Do you think they're good? <laughs> I'm actually on the same page with Tom. I think it's just a hot streak right now. I think it's a hot stretch. I mean, it, but Tom makes some good points, and and it's and it just what makes me realize is like these like veterans uh, that they have on this team they're kind of like flying flies on the wall they just won't go away. Um, and I know they're a young team, and uh, but you know the the veterans that they have, you know, they help enhance their play. And I just that's why the Capitals are always relevant because of, of those guys in, in, in the veteran side of things. Um, but I like you said the competition you named. Um, and I know that the good teams that they face in that stretch they probably didn't were in full health. Um, I I think it's just a hot stretch right now um but you know i i wouldn't be shocked if i'm wrong though because it is washington you know the these guys just don't go away yeah washington was one of those teams that kind of hung around the playoff positioning for the first half of the year last year so it wouldn't be too too surprising to me if they were able to hang around and be better um yeah like like Tom was saying, though, Charlie Lindgren has been very good for them. Um, Even Hunter Shepard has come up and gotten a couple of wins. Darcy Kemper, I I don't think he's been very good. His save percentage is below 90%. His goals against is above three. Uh, But, you know, Lindgren has been strong. 
And offensively, Ovechkin has turned it on. He, I think he went the first four games without a point. He's up to 12 now on the season. Uh, John Carlson has been very good with eight assists. And I think Dylan Strom is the catalyst here. Uh, he's got seven goals. And he's one of those guys that he, he reminds me of when the Devils brought Mike Camilleri in uh, back in like 2016 or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Like, Team that's not going anywhere, but he's going to go and provide goals. Now, I understand Strom wasn't, uh, you know, like a piece that was brought in like Camilleri, but I think that's the role that Strom is playing. And while, yeah, maybe Washington may not be good, Strom may be a piece that they can trade that will kickstart. Exactly. He's going to kickstart this rebuild. Washington has a lot of pieces if they continue playing the way they're playing. They can get some assets in return. Sonny Milano's another one. Um, it, depending on what Kuznetsov wants to do, you may be able to ship him out of there. Uh, you know, Carlson's another one. Teams always need help on the back end. Goaltending, if Lindgren is playing well, you know, a team like New Jersey, let's say they, they're one goaltending injury away from just needing someone to, you know, plug in place. Um in terms of New Jersey goaltending, though, that's something we'll we'll get into a whole nother time because that could be a whole pod. It is so frustrating having the Although team that piece the, away from being absolutely dominant for the next well, ten years. And but like as a Devils fan, you see it right there. It's Brodor, yeah. We never had this problem. I'm not used to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the Brodor. I don't have the Brodor cups. My whole life went from Lundqvist to Igor I don't have the cups that Bredor brought you guys but I don't have to worry well, about and, it and like if you think in I and mean look at the Ranger fans even before you we were we were talking about this when I went Mike to the Richter, Devils yeah. Rangers game you know in the playoffs you went from Richter to Lundqvist to Igor it's been yeah, a very like two or nice... three years before Lundqvist oh. came up but yeah you're right yeah, Kevin but still Wink, like yeah, I mean come on. <laughs> yes. like if, if the Devils went and were able to turn around and have three years in between Brodor and the next elite generational goaltender I would be thrilled <laughs> true true but look it's 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 been a tough one I think New Jersey's gonna be fine they're gonna write the ship they're still a playoff team I'm not in any way shape or form worried as you saw with Florida last year I just agree. get in just get in. The Devils were fine playing on the road last year in the postseason. Home ice is maybe, important. Maybe avoid the Metro. Maybe avoid the the Ranger Carolina first two rounds. I don't know. I don't know. I, I well, I know they're okay. gonna they're gonna finish top three. I, I, right? I'm just listen. I'm just no. Hey, at the end of the day, if you can if you can get into the Boston and Tampa Toronto bracket, who knows? Maybe that is a little bit better, but. That is going to do it for us here on the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in, listening in. Uh, we will be back after Thanksgiving. We're going to continue bringing you guys the pod. We'll keep having the power rankings out every week at Outsidersports.net. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on X at Outsider Sports 3. And, you know, keep checking us out. We're going to be back. Have another great week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll be back for December. 